Hey listeners, want to start your own podcast? Let us tell you our favorite tool. Anchor is the one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. Here's why. Anchor lets you record and edit your show right from your phone or computer. So no matter your setup, you can start creating right now. Then it distributes your show to the most popular listening platforms like Apple and Spotify. Plus, it's the only place you can send video content to Spotify. Creators can even earn money on Anchor with ads and subscriptions. Best of all, it's all free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You are now listening to FemRegard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Them. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Fem Regard Podcast. Uh, today, our guest is our friend Mate- Matteo Bertoli, who is a no, you got to freelance... say it, Matteo Bertoli. <laughs> yes, get it right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on, Tessa. Uh, but he's a freelance DP and owns Buttery Productions. And to get started, of course, me and Carolina have our tea. Today is Celestial Seasonings Lemon Zinger lemon to zinger. You know, combat the colds, With the, the cold. allergies. But also because I know Mateo is a dear friend of mine and a fellow beer drinker, I brought him the Modern Times Coffee Roasted oh, wow. Edition. Yes. So here's Thank a little you. coffee. You can have that now or later. Wow. Um, and we we are you a tea drinker? I was. I can sure. drink tea. Yeah. Are you a tea? It's up person? to you. Beer or tea this morning? <laughs> no, I'll do tea maybe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Too early for the beer. <laughs> It's never too early for you. It's never too early. (laughs) So let's get started. Um, I guess, you know, just to kind of introduce you to the listeners, like what really got you started in filmmaking? Um, It was kind of weird, actually, because I basically found out about this university in Italy where um, I was a DJ at the time. So it was like uh, (laughs) there was radio and cinema. And basically you had one year where everybody was doing the same thing. And then you have to pick up cinema, um, TV theater or radio mm-hmm. okay so i went there because i wanted to work radio mm-hmm. so like djing or whatever and i first year i started editing mm-hmm. i'm like oh wow that's nice so mm-hmm. at the end of the first year i was like all right i'm just gonna pick cinema because i think it's it's better and from editing i started editing pretty much like local news from a tv station in my hometown in <laughs> that's italy cool. nice <laughs> Yeah, and from there, you know, um, you want more footage to edit. So I'm like, okay, I need to shoot it myself. So I just bought my first uh, uh, DSLR camera and start shooting. And uh, basically from there, I just graduated and started working freelance director, filmmaker in Italy. And then I moved kind of all over the world. <laughs> but now I'm finally stable here in LA. We're pretty happy. You like it here? Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. I mean... You know, you have everything. I was talking to my wife yesterday. It's like mm-hmm. the ocean, the desert, the mountains, the city. Like you can do so much stuff. So, and for filmmaking, like where where do you want to go? Right. Yeah. It's the perfect exactly. spot to be. So. No, we we totally can agree with that. And you have so many resources out here too, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. But as like uh from a filmmaker perspective, like what is there a story that is drawing you to create films like is there do you just love the whole edit like from beginning from production to editing process yeah is that what keeps you going because it's like interesting you know you started from dj to then like your 
you're doing films. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, I always thought it's it was fun. like uh, kind of interesting to manipulate images. Yeah. So that's what got me into the editing thing, and then from there, yeah. I mean, I started actually directing a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Because of course, and then if you're directing and you can't afford, (laughs) I agree agree with you, hundred percent. I mean, we're doing it all. Exactly. (laughs) You have to do, especially in Italy, where there's no budget, like ever. Even like some of the top level is like the budget is really like smaller compared to US. So you always have to learn everything yourself. So I just bought a camera, start shooting and directing, and even now sometimes I direct because like Mm -hmm. I mean sometimes it's like oh we can't afford a director. I'm like oh cool. Yeah. Yeah. But. and they um i love when there's a director because so i can just take care about the look of the image and you can just uh think about talking to talent and actor so mm-hmm. um but yeah it was mainly manipulating image it was always like fascinating and i always felt like oh sounds so complicated yeah and it kind of is <laughs> i mean at the beginning and then from there i was just like oh, it is cool. until you know what you're doing right I yeah mean... i mean it still is <laughs> yeah it's still <laughs> Well, if you think about it, like, with photos, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, now you can take an amazing portrait mode photo on your iPhone. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, with video, same thing. You can still create amazing video. Com- but with photos, you know, the photo is pretty much ready to go. Mm-hmm. Video, you still need to edit a video. Because mm-hmm. if you just shoot one clip, it doesn't make sense by itself. Right. So that's where I think, like, I was like... You know. No, I'm like amazed at how about how much like editing pretty much makes the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. Like I was like, wow. It is getting into it now. I'm like, it's it's everything. Mm-hmm. It is everything, and it, and it's still the thing that I think makes video a little bit more. Well, yeah, there's apps now editing your videos by themselves or something. Right. But I still think it's something that you know. Oh, it's not that you just shoot a video. Mm-hmm. You have to editing. Why would the photo is more like, oh, you take a photo and it's actually yeah. there. So right. it's still something that, you know, editing is not that easy. It's not easy to learn the software and everything. So gotcha. I think it's still a little bit more kind of hard to get there. But I mean, everybody edits now and plenty yeah. of free software. So, But it's helpful too, I think, if you have like any idea what you're doing with editing and how it all works like when you're actually shooting it to have in mind like oh okay this is something we can fix in post and not just the cure all the people say oh we'll fix it in post you know what i mean like you actually know what to do with it oh for sure (laughs) for sure especially as a dp because now you can shoot log with your phone Mm -hmm. so basically you can do color grading on your phone at kind of okay level Mm -hmm. um but yeah like any single camera like Blackmagic, Sony, everybody. You can shoot log and there's so much stuff you can shoot. You can do it in post-production. Where I'm a big fan of getting the image straight out of the camera. Mm-hmm. Right. Just to, I mean... I agree. I'm not a big fan of shooting raw. I'm more like, I want to shoot what I see and so at the end it's, it's good. I mm-hmm. think, yeah, Tessa, you were saying that too. You like to, like that one, you're the last shoot that you were doing and it was like so raw that you just like, hmm. everything looked really flat. You're like, mm-hmm. how could my... How can I tell if my face looked like I right. just, you couldn't tell like what you were looking at mm-hmm. and it was yeah so I I do find that I it just does not make it harder though to color grade later I think that there's one point if I go if I color grading that's fine if I'm not doing it that means the guy who's in charge of grading uh-huh. he can screw up the entire thing yeah easily especially agencies you know sometimes you shoot something. 
That's why, I mean, everybody's trying to get the look straight out of the camera mm -hmm. because they don't know who's going to grade it. And because you oh, shoot raw, they can literally give that footage whatever look they want. Yeah. So if I'm grading it, that's fine. I'm, you know, but so um, that there are two ways of going about it that is like acceptable. Yeah. Then, like you can, it's totally fine to shoot it. Yeah, the way you yeah. want it to look, and then also do it raw and have. Yeah, I mean, I'm always shooting log raw, so I have more okay. freedom in post. What mm -hmm. I mean is like, can you can you explain what log is? I'm not too. Familiar log is with when that. it is basically like a color space, so uh, it gives you the best dynamic range, the best you know kind of color um, in an image. So you shoot kind of flat, mm -hmm. okay. super flat, no saturation, no contrast, so you get the most like uh, uh, dynamic range. Okay. And then you grade it in post, so you you have you know freedom to uh, move the shadows and the highlights and the meat and whatever you want. So it's kind of like it gives so you more freedom. Okay. Yeah. Um, but what's different than that? Is that like raw? Yeah. Well, kind of. Because uh, raw kind of raw like means kind of like compressed or uncompressed. Raw means you're basically um, shooting raw <laughs> no i mean you can change like white balance and um, uh, color temperature tint mm -hmm. uh iso in post so you're basically recording metadata okay. out of the camera and then you're changing those metadata in post so basically let's say you shoot like at iso 800 which it kind of still makes a difference the iso you shoot on is not that oh i can change it in post but well when you go to the uh da vinci like color grading software you can right. pick up your iso so you can shoot 800, but then you're like, oh, want to go 400, you can go down. Okay. You're not locked into that. While log, you can shoot H.264 log, like Sony A7S. You can shoot uh, ProRes log. So uh, log is just a color space thing. Okay. While raw okay. is more like metadata thing. So you're, you're basically shooting uncompressed and like, uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's, with raw, you can literally doing whatever you want. I mean, <laughs> yeah. if you're shooting 3200 white balance, and you're like, oh crap! I wanted to go six thousand. You can still change it that in uh, if you shoot log ProRes, but it's gonna be kind of weird and it's kind of too much to push the image. While with RAW, it's literally just metadata. So you can just, oh, I'm shooting three thousand. Cool. Switch to six thousand, and that's six thousand. It's like basically allows you to control the image way more. Gives you way oh, more space. Okay. Okay. So yeah, basically it doesn't bake those data into the image, but it's basic. That's why it's raw. It's like uncompressed. Got and it. You can bake the meat later. So, later on, yeah. you can make it manipulate yeah. it. Just to give you an easier kind of <laughs> yeah. try to, because it's super Listeners. technical. <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, even yeah. this is like over my head because I just don't know camera stuff that much. So, I know. You know yeah. Hearing this, I'm like, um, makes sense. It's sure. like in a photo, right? When you take a raw photo, uh -huh. you can you basically put it in Photoshop and you can do whatever. Mm -hmm. But when you shoot a JPEG. Mm -hmm. That's where you're locked in. Mm -hmm. You can change ISO. Right. And you then can it change gets ex... like fuzzy and weird. Yeah. If you try that, to push it too right. much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. Yeah. So that's pretty much the, the difference. But yeah, it's it's crazy what you okay. can do now. No, I know. Yeah. And, and that's it's I've been having fun on my my iPhone XS. Tessa just joined <laughs> the fam yes, yesterday. So yeah, lots of fun there. But we're just wondering, um, from a DP point of view, what what are like what do you think makes a good camera crew for our independent filmmakers out there trying to get like the key crew? Mm -hmm. Like 
what what do you think really makes a, a good one? Yeah, because you were saying like you love working with a director, but you can't always afford to work with one. Like what's kind of your ideal crew and what do you think is like the necessary? And crew, understandably, it's going to vary per yeah. shoot right. always. Yeah, right? it depends. So... But uh, ideally, uh, I don't really like big crews. Mm-hmm. I kind of more like, oh, let's just stay like, like the future film we just shot in December. There was like pretty much three people yeah. camera mm-hmm. crew. So director dp uh first ac for sure um a gaffer Mm -hmm. and a grip that can help you out with lights Mm -hmm. and this is of course for like something small yeah and then it goes up to you know i don't know how many yeah key grip or gaffer or pa or blah 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 but Mm -hmm. um i think pa is something that a lot of people don't really consider as fundamental but i do yeah because <laughs> i especially when you're shooting your own stuff or like spec cat or future films and you have to deal with like pay the parking for the crew right? mm-hmm. i can't just leave the set and pay yeah it. right it's nice to have a pa that can do that or oh i need to go get lunch so you don't want to send your first ac to get lunch it's right like, you know this is for very small budget stuff but so pa but for camera well, yeah. i think our filmmakers <clears throat> out there who are listening and are like doing that's how where they're yeah. at right now and it's like yeah if you can grab that homie from back home oh, who's yeah. reliable yeah, and will sure. take like and you know be there for no, you no it makes like, a huge difference mm-hmm. yeah have them on the have them on because yeah. you don't want to have to think about that no like yeah. coffee or oh what I'm going to do for lunch or whatever no you need a guy that can do all that stuff for yeah. you mm-hmm. so um but as a DP for sure first DC something someone that can pull cool. the focus up you out with the camera changing lenses and then uh yeah um gaffer and grip moving the lights for you mm-hmm. right super important but and, that's pretty much it. And then something you kind of touched on earlier that I'm going to bring back is um, you really like working with a director. And what is the best way? Because I've started directing my own scenes. Like, what is like your favorite way for a director to communicate with a DP such as you? Like, is there what kind of relationship does that look like? Um, I think it's good when they have a vision already. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're like, oh, I kind of want these. I mean, you can do it your own way, but yeah, I had this vision. I want to do it like this, and you're like, oh, cool. But at least you know what he wants. Mm-hmm. If he comes to, oh, let's just shoot this. How? Like, right. what, what do you want it to look? Do you like it to be? Because <clears throat> I can even in my scripts, I I try to not get too like technical on the shots, but I I do generally have an idea of like I want it to be a super close up there, and like like I know the flow of like where. <clears throat> I kind of see the the shots. Does that seem to be helpful? Yeah, no, Is for sure. Is that part of the way? For you sure, know, that's a director getting... and DP choice. But yeah. mainly, mm-hmm. uh, what I mean is like the look. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, do you want it to look black and white? Cool. Four by three. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, nice. Or blue or red or I mean, just give you an idea of the look mm-hmm. that he's yeah. going for. Because if it's like, oh, let's just make it cool. Well. Yeah, what what's that? What is yeah. that? So do yeah. you want to contrast it? Do you want to lift the, the shadows? Do you want it more soft? Do you want it more, yeah, kind of crunchy? Kind of, you know, usually they <laughs> bring up a movie or something like, oh, I kind of want it to look like this, like 60 millimeter film look. or yeah. And that ha- that's helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because otherwise, you know, I mean, I'm okay with coming up with that idea, but if he has to be the director and the DP together too, because, mm-hmm. you know, like, Cinematography is like, uh, yeah, something that you have to work together with the director and mm-hmm. just try to help tell a story. It's not about making an image look cool. Right. It's yeah, more totally. about helping the story. So if that means 
shooting a very dirty kind of look, you have to do it. So the skateboard, we just shot like a spec hat for mm -hmm. a skater for Bones Wheels. And uh, actually, that was not a spec hat. It was like an ad for <laughs> Bones Wheel. We're shooting so much stuff. And uh, we didn't want it to be super like, kind of like a perfume commercial. Because mm -hmm. the skater. Yeah. We shot in the valley, in a pool, a very greedy environment. And that's what the cinematography was about. Mm, shooting yeah. finding those elements that are yeah. going to actually make it not just with the color but with the environment right yeah mm -hmm. and it has to make exactly make sense yeah. with the story he's a skater you don't want to shoot it super Glam. nice and glamour right. and beautiful like a perfume so no like you didn't have a fan like blowing the skater's <laughs> no exactly like, that's yeah. what i mean yeah because <laughs> at the end of the day you're knocking strangers doors and some right. like kind of sketchy neighbor too and you're like oh. just going there and Ooh. skating a pool you know it's like, <laughs> yeah i mean it's a great environment it's a lot that's i, I love it guerrilla filmmaking yeah. <laughs> or, or in ireland i shot a short film about um drug addicts you know and these little girl oh, find wow. her uh mommy overdose mm -hmm. so it's like i don't want to shoot it super glamour and nice right. he has to be not ugly but kind of dirty kind of mm -hmm. like yeah greedy yeah how often do you feel like uh <laughs> directors really have that vision like they know what they want as opposed to them just being like well this is kind of look i'm going for help me figure it out you know like is what happens more often do you think um it depends because i sometimes director come from uh maybe they were shooters mm -hmm. so they really know their yeah. visuals and sometimes they never turn on a camera in their life mm -hmm. and it's which is fine because they're directors too but um i think it's something in the in the middle okay would be cool mm -hmm. you know like oh i like, have this idea but mm -hmm. you yeah. tell me what you think and then we were but i think it's mainly it's just like a collaboration mm -hmm. it's something that has to come out with like with the future film no one came out as like, i want to shoot it four by three i'm like whoa yeah why <laughs> Four by three. No that's, one That's a weird size for yeah. those who you who don't know <laughs> anything. <laughs> yeah, it's an aspect ratio, like old mm -hmm. old style. But um, he gave me a reason why he wanted to look like claustrophobic kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, perfect. Yeah, and we, went which from I think there. is so cool. Yeah. Like that, totally. Yeah, having the image kind of squished in yeah. a little bit more creates that claustrophobia. Yeah, he sent mm -hmm. references. He said, I want a lot of contrast. So you work with like you know what you have and just make it happen but it's mainly like oh i have this idea can we make it happen yeah sure yeah depends but it's all about the story again it's like, yeah, yeah for sure and that's why it's so important um listeners especially like those of you that are really pretty new to filmmaking if you you know don't personally have a dp that you work with yet or don't know anyone like to make sure you work with someone who knows what they're doing because whether or not you know you have this vision how specific your vision is you might have no idea how to actually make it happen and that's why yeah. you need a dp who really knows what they're exactly. doing <laughs> so important it adds so much it makes it's so much easier for you because it takes that weight off your shoulders too and you know it just you're going to get a better end product obviously yeah yeah that's for sure mm -hmm. and do some research beforehand i mean i i would even like start to look up i remember i would google ratios and color schemes understand like you can pick up a lot of examples from movies that you even watch and like you're like okay i want something like that what does that even it, it, there's just like a whole psychology behind it that's mm -hmm. i think very fascinating oh, like yeah. the way the mm -hmm. colors like manipulate your oh, psychosis yeah. <laughs> and that's also like a production designer thing so when you watch a movie i mean the dp 
shouldn't say this, but <laughs> I think it's just a small part because mm-hmm. it's mainly production designer, set designer, makeup, costume designer. I mean, it's equal, you know? Yeah. I mean, of course they say, oh, it's the DP because you're filming. Mm-hmm. But what are you filming? So right. what's in front what of the camera? The Who made that? There. Yeah. Why true. that guy has a blue jacket and she has a red dress? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Because that's the key. Yeah. So I think too, production designer, set designer, be like probably I forgot to mention before because it's not in a camera crew. True. Yeah. But it's a big part mm-hmm. to me of the visual mm-hmm. at no, the I end because it's literally what you're filming. That's yeah. literally yeah. what what's in front of the camera. Totally. So. Um, so before we finish up, um, I want our listeners to be able to look you up, see your work. Um, so I want you to tell them where to do that, but also your YouTube videos. I'd love if you would talk just a moment oh, yeah. about that. Um, cause I know that that's a lot of information that, you know, is just good to have in video form that you can reference and mm-hmm. take notes on and learn from and, you know, so. Yeah. Um, YouTube is kind of like a hobby for me. Mm-hmm. Started getting a little bit too much, to be honest, because mm-hmm. it's, but, uh, you know, as a freelancer, we have a <clears throat> spare time, free time, and I invested in YouTube, so I create content so people can just watch them. Uh, you just Google Matteo Bertoli on YouTube and or Google and you'll find me. Um, that is not many. M-A-T-T-E-O space B-E-R-T-O-L-I for listeners out there. That's correct. There's no many of them on YouTube. <laughs> Actually, it's probably the only one. But yeah, that's impressive. So There's a lot that, of everybody on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I have a Colombian thing. cousin who, who spells Mateo completely different, so <laughs> <laughs> this is why. Perfect. Um, but yeah, it was, you know, came so out for fun. I started shooting film uh, videos on first iPhone that was able to shoot 4K. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I did it for fun and uh, the biggest newspaper in Italy posted that video and then <laughs> paid a pixel and then I don't know a bunch of other blogs mm-hmm. and then from there it started growing now I think 20,000 subscribers or something and uh, I do like camera tests show people lenses mm-hmm. lights but They're again very it's helpful. yeah yeah, it's just something that I do for it's not a main job mm-hmm. of course I'm DP uh, I have a production company too so yeah I'm talk like, about uh, that real quick too buttery yeah, I, productions. Yeah, I think it's good to like divide your personal. If you're a DP or a director, mm-hmm. to okay. divide it to because at the end of the day, with a production company, you can do documentaries, mm-hmm. which maybe you don't want to do as a DP mm-hmm. or brand video. Like now, I'm oh, focusing I more on feature film and commercial with my DP uh, career. So if you go on my website, are only commercial and uh, feature film. Okay, but if you go to Battery Films which is my production company, my first some brand, some short documentary, some, you know, different stuff. So if, uh, I started a production company, so I can just do uh, more mm-hmm. kind of jobs. That's pretty much it. Uh, but it's me. No, yeah, that's a really good <laughs> point. I never thought of it like that because, like, I we're branching out to in a lot of different areas, and it's like, do I want that all on Femme Regard? Yep. Like, I, I don't know. Exactly. We, we kinda... Maybe if we want to do corporate videos too because mm-hmm. there's a lot of money in there. Yeah. You might want to open a you know, production company. So you're like, oh, that's not the good. Because that's what happened. I think people look at you as like, oh, he has a wedding video on his uh, portfolio. <laughs> They're not going to even consider you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not because it's a wedding video. It's just because it's not a commercial. Mm-hmm. If they see 10 commercial and one wedding video, for some reason, they're like, oh, is a wedding video. <laughs> it's one wedding video. So yeah, you want to yeah. have, that's an advice that I give to everybody that is doing this. No, that's a really good <clears> advice. <throat> mm-hmm. On your website, just have, 
what you want to do and the best that you have. Because at the end of the day, it's like when agency or production company go on your website and they see even like a corporate video, you don't want to be the corporate guy. Or, mm-hmm. But on your production company, you're like, oh, I'm a production company. I do whatever right. pays me. All these yeah. things. Exactly. I don't care. That is so. Smart. I think mm-hmm. it's smart to like divide um, what you want to be like director and then have an impression company where you can do like brand, corporate, wedding if you want, whatever. But, yeah. um, so yeah. what's your, your personal website where they could hire you as a DP? Uh, dot M-E. Dot M-E. M-E, simple enough. Well, Super thank simple. you so much for coming thank you. in today Thanks for having talking me. to yep. us. Yeah. Absolutely. Listeners, check them out and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to FemRegard Podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in next time for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals over tea. We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. If you leave us a great comment, we might give you a shout-out on the show. For more on us, check us out at FemRegard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 